Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Welch & Company Jewelers, Bonnet Sales & Service, and our good friends at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Log on today to vcgtransforms.com to become a better leader both personally and professionally. And a tip of the cap, thank you to friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, as well as Daryl Abert and Bob Lindsley. Well, it's year one of LeMoyne College Athletics in Division One, and who better to talk to than a longtime friend of mine? I've been connected to this dude in sports media going back about 22 years now. He's Don Famolo, man, basketball broadcaster for Lemoyne College, and uh, can't wait to talk about what the year's been like. He traveled out to California. Plus, Don is really involved in the sports scene in Central New York. Uh, you know, working a lot of the SU games, so we're going to get into this craziness that's going on uh, up at the SU Hill in terms of Fran Brown bringing in every possible player you could ever imagine. Four and five star galore uh, players now. Um, Kyle McCord, the former Ohio State quarterback, is now committed. Just so much going on. But we'll start with Lemoyne, and we'll kind of go. For from there with Don Famolo. Man, it's been uh, too long and uh, your first appearance on the platter, buddy. Welcome aboard. I'm doing good. I think we talked once a few years ago, but it was baseball related at the time. You know what? You're right. I I, I do remember that now and I do stand corrected, but obviously this year has been a tremendous year uh, for you, for LeMoyne, and you guys have been doing this for for a long time. Just kind of intro 
you know, the interview uh, with just kind of what it's been like. I mean, the new world, right, of Division One athletics for LeMoyne. It's funny, you know, when an athlete goes through a career and then all of a sudden they're called a Hall of Famer, right? It, you, you can't ever take that label back, you know, and, and your life changes forever. So is it kind of like that for LeMoyne, right? You're now D1. Has your life changed forever? The school, has it changed forever as well? I have to imagine so. Yeah, there have definitely been some changes, but a lot of things have remained the same. You know, after 30 plus years of, you know, going to Albany, New York and Ringe, New Hampshire, now we're going to bigger cities and bigger venues. Uh, but when the announcement was made in May and um, you know, Chris Granosi and I had a chance to you know, speak when the announcement was made, one of the things I mentioned was that there are a lot of really good things about Division Two. Yeah. And we were just planning on taking them with us to Division One, and especially at these levels of D one, there are a lot of similarities. But as you mentioned, there are a lot of differences, uh, and and those differences are what are what's important to Lemoyne and why Lemoyne made the decision to go to Division One. So, give me kind of a synopsis on the team. You know, how have they looked so far? You know, and and what what are you most excited about? Well, LeMoyne's men's team in particular um, has some Division One talent. In fact, six players on the roster have played at Division One schools. And uh, head coach Nate Champion kind of had that in the back of his mind while he was recruiting. The biggest difference between the divisions um, from a scholarship perspective is that you have much more depth when you're at Division One, and, and having a Division Two roster carrying over, that's the biggest issue for LeMoyne. Uh, with their two biggest players hurt this year, they've been playing small, especially at this D1 level, but very competitive. And they were a little deer in the headlights against Georgetown, but really put it together against Villanova. And we saw very quickly that Lemoyne men's basketball was ready to compete at the Division One level. Uh, now, winning at the Division One level consistently, uh, that's going to take a while. But they have a couple wins against D1 schools, including a trouncing over Dartmouth just recently. Yeah. Uh, looks pretty good so far. They're looking forward to you know, completing the first half of the season where you know, every game is an event. Georgetown, Villanova, we got Penn State coming up this week. And then the second half of the season, which is the league season, it's really when everything kind of gets uh, restarted and you get kickstarted for part two of the season and the Northeast conference where Lemoyne now resides made the decision to allow all schools to be eligible for their postseason competition. So even though the dolphins have to wait three more years after this one to be eligible for NCAA competition, they can play for conference championships and that's really been a big plus for the students. Don't you think, though, that, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're in this transfer portal thing, and we're in this NIL thing, and we're in this area where coaches can leave big-time college football for millions of dollars. Just wave everything at this point. What, what what's, <laughs> what's the point of making people wait to contend for, you know, tournament play? Who cares at this point? It seems like everything's just an open, it's just open for whatever now, right? Well, it's... It's not completely arbitrary that it's a four-year waiting period. And we understand in order to be eligible, you need to meet certain requirements at that D1 level. So the first year of transition, you are making changes to meet those requirements. 
Uh, for instance, you have to have a full-time compliance officer. That That's one of them. And not every Division II school has that. Now, LeMoyne does. Yeah. Uh, but there are other things as well they need to meet. After the first year is done, the NCA comes in and audits what you've done. And based on your performance, they uh, make recommendations for what you need to do to complete your transition. That happens in year three. Now, year four doesn't seem to be that necessary. Our understanding is year four is basically your last chance to back out. In all the years of reclassification to Division One, only one school has ever done that. So in the least, we think maybe the NCAA could pull back and make it a three-year moratorium instead of a four. But, Mike, the problem is this. The members of the NCAA would have to agree on that. (laughs) <laughs> and all those Division One schools really don't care if yeah. the you know reclassifying schools are going to be D one uh, you know eligible a year earlier. So that's part of the problem with this. I agree with you. It doesn't seem to make much sense anymore. And if you're a Division Two like Merrimack was, right. um, or Bellarmine, and you can win your league that quickly, hey, hats off to you. And no one has a right to complain. Hey, if you don't think they deserve to be there, then you should have beaten them. Yeah. So there's been. There's been some traction to have the NCAA pull back on that, but unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen during Lemoyne's four year re- four years of reclassification. Don Famula with us, Lemoyne College uh, basketball broadcaster, been doing it for a long time, and I've been connected to Don now for over a couple of decades. Don, if you can believe that, going back to the yeah, it's been a long time. Back to the Sports Radio 620 WHEN days when I was early and just learning how to push buttons and early in the business. Like, and like back when they were actually a sports radio yeah, station. Yeah, well, back when they were called, you know, when it was called sports radio and it was at, because yeah. there's a lot of sports radio stations now in small markets that think they're, they're sports stations, but they just, you know, they just carry a, a feed from somewhere. But they, yes. yeah, I mean, home of the crunch and the Yanks affiliate and, you know, all the, the great talent that came through there, Adam Shine and, and everybody until, you know, he left and obviously Jimmy and Brent and, and the gang came in. Um, but it, it was just, uh, it, it was amazing, you know, right right, right in and around that area. 2002, I got out of St. Bonaventure and I did a little bit with you guys and then kind of, you know, grew and then got to, to yep. know you through the years and 20 plus years. And um, here we are and, and now we're doing this interview and, and, and kind of along the lines of, you know, everything so different in college sports now. You know, I think back to that time and then I think to now, and I'm wondering what your thought is overall on the NIL transfer portal world that we're in. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you in the middle? And where does LeMoyne fit in all of this from a a strategical standpoint? Do they have some kind of a a different view on it because they're new to D1? Does it matter that they're in D1 compared to D2? Kind of take me through the LeMoyne part of NIL and transfer portal and what your overall thoughts are on on the new world, the new wave here of college athletics. Sure. Well, first of all, as we know, college football drives everything, and LeMoyne does not have, nor does it plan to have, a football program. And NIL is such a big part of that. Basketball is right behind that. And from LeMoyne's standpoint, LeMoyne went Division I um, for all the right reasons. It, it, it's not just athletics going Division I. LeMoyne is a relatively small school and a relatively young school, and they are driven a lot by um, enrollment, like a lot of small schools. And they don't want to go the way of Casanova or, unfortunately, our friends in Albany at St. Rose yeah, yeah. Um, and have to close up. They felt that in order to continue to grow enrollment and bring in students 
at the same caliber that they have now or better. Without lowering their standards, they have to reach out to a larger geographic area. And one way to do that, to promote your school, is to go Division One. So you are appearing on the ESPN ticker mm-hmm. and on the boards in Vegas. Yep. Um, and and so you know, people in the Midwest don't think Lemoyne is some city in Iowa. They understand what Lemoyne is. That's one of the biggest reasons Lemoyne made the decision. Money is a huge part of it. It certainly is more expensive to be a Division One program. So as part of that, Lemoyne certainly is not even thinking anything NIL related. My understanding, Mike, of NIL initially was, hey, we're going to give you the chance to sell your own name, image, and likeness. Yeah. If you want to go out and do a car commercial for somebody, that's up to you, but it's okay for you to do that and collect money to do that. But it has turned into all these big boosters and donors, we're going to give you a ton of money if you come to this school and give you some of those opportunities to do the car commercials. Right. And unfortunately, that means the schools with deep pockets, with a lot of big boosters, not the Lemoines that were no, it started in 1946, the schools that have been around for hundreds of years and have these big endowments, they're always going to have an advantage over the smaller schools. And in talking with the coaching staffs about that, you know, how do you recruit? You know, Nate Champion with the men's basketball team says, I am looking for kids where Lemoyne is the right fit, where it's the best place for them to go for their education and for athletic competition, regardless of things like NIL. So it's definitely different for schools like Lemoyne. You know, Lemoyne's never going to have those high-end players unless there's some great connection like Adonis Foyle at Colgate. Yeah, right. Be- right. right. There was a special connection there that got Adonis Foyle to Colgate. So maybe you hope some of those things happen. See, uh, but, you know, from an NIL perspective, it doesn't look like Lemoyne's going to be, you know, playing in that ballpark anytime soon. See, it's 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 funny because a lot of people ask me about Transfer Portal and NIL, right, like all the time, you know. And they're like, man, you know, NIL and Transfer Portal. And they think that they go together all the time. And I'm like, and I, I have to like kind of... Because it is confusing, you know, to the general fan. And frankly, people working in sports media sometimes, it can be confusing to us. So if it's confusing to us and we cover it, I can't imagine what it's like for the fan. It's almost like trying to find a game these days on like a streaming network that, you know, yeah, it's like, okay, one night that, you know, you're you're trying to watch your favorite baseball team and they're on ESPN and then they're on uh, the Friday Amazon and then the next time they're on this and that and the other, you know, now Peacock's involved in these huge contracts under other umbrellas like NBC or whatever, but they're not on NBC. And I mean, it's just, it's nuts, but people bring it up and I'm, I try to tell them, you know, like there's, there's the NIL where it's name, image, and likeness. And you can do that while you're at a school, God forbid you're there for three or four years. Okay. Whether you're going professional or not, you can do the NIL thing and that's it. That end, end of discussion. You can also transfer to a place using the transfer portal, regardless if you have an NIL here or wherever you're going or all of it can go into one where you transfer out because you know that the place you're going to, let's say you started a Syracuse and you end up at a West Virginia and you, and somebody's pulling yeah, you in. Somebody that did that. Yeah, they, right, I, I knew you were going to say that. And, and you know, you go to a place and that place has welcomed you in because someone says, come here, I know ABCD, here's your NIL deals that you didn't have at the other place. Now, it could happen Syracuse to West Virginia, it could happen Oklahoma to Texas, it could happen St. Bonaventure to Lamar. I mean, it could happen anywhere, but 
you know, there's so many categories of NIL and Transfer Portal where they are separate or they are together, and it's just a really, really, really muddied world right now, man. It really is. It, it is, and it's going to get a little bit cleaner now that the free COVID year is rolling off. True. So all, this, all the kids that got that free year, it enabled them to transfer more than once. But yep. things are going to go back a little bit back to the way they were. The free year goes away. You will still have five years to play four in Division One, and you can't. I, I believe this is true. You can't transfer back to the same school the next year, and you can't transfer two years in a row to two schools. So you can still transfer once without having to sit out. That's the big change from the old days. Correct. But you can't do it a second time without sitting out unless you've graduated and you're a grad transfer. Now, that's where LeMoyne has a little bit of an advantage because they have some really good graduate programs, yep. and they've been able to pick up some very good graduate student-athletes. Uh, schools like Dartmouth, who LeMoyne just played, Dartmouth doesn't have any graduate programs, so they will always be at a disadvantage with these transfer rules because they'll never be able to get a graduate transfer. It's wild, man. All right, in closing, you've been around Syracuse Athletics forever. And there's just an overall, I think, great feeling, you know, between the men's team, basketball, women's team uh, in hoops and and, and the football program. It's kind of a two-part question to end here, Don. Number one is, what in the Fran Brown is going on? (laughs) And, and, And as a follow up to that. You've been around sports for a long time at all levels, man, going from the peewees all the way up to the professionals. And I don't know, I, I've always felt that like youth and energy can go a long way into success. I'm not saying it guarantees success, but when you look at Coach Jack and you look at Fran Brown and you look at Coach Autry in those three respective worlds for women's hoops and, and, and football and men's basketball, don't you think that that is part of what's going on? Like just a flat out youth movement and unbelievable levels of energy with those three that's creating this this feeling amongst the orange fan base that like things are really feeling good right now and I think they could be really good for a while I mean there could be some sustainability with these three three individuals and three programs right yeah I, I, I don't have an awful lot of insight into Fran Brown yet but I haven't worked an SU football game with him yet but have worked enough basketball to know that those two basketball coaches are such fans of their team and of the game. There is so much energy there. I mean, especially Coach Jack. Um, and it has to carry into your players. It helps keep them up when things aren't going well. Right? And it helps build that camaraderie when they when it is going well. And I, I think, you know, Syracuse, Syracuse is a little different type of team on the men's side this year, basketball-wise. Yeah. Um, they're so um, – it, it's they're going to go as far as the guards can take them. As the forwards mature, and like we know, you say, we've been around basketball forever, it takes longer for big men to develop. Big time, yep. So so that's a lot of times you look for a transfer to come, and you want someone who's already developed, but Syracuse doesn't do that. They like bringing in kids and developing them. So the guards will carry this team, and, and the forwards will continue to mature, and they could be really exciting come tournament time. And for those that aren't paying attention – uh, Syracuse women's basketball right now They're is good. playing fantastic. Oh. They are very good. They're good. Yep. And probably not getting the attention that they deserve. As for football, 
and you bring in not just an Ohio State quarterback. This isn't some guy that was like third on the depth chart and never getting reps. He's a really good quarterback. It starts there, and we go all the way back to the Coach Mack days. That's where it started with him. He started bringing in blue-chip quarterbacks, and guys wanted to come in and play with him. Wide receivers wanted to catch balls in that indoor facility where they didn't have to worry about bad weather. And yet, whenever something's new, there's new excitement. But you have to really like what's happening. The only caveat here with football, and, and we'll we'll learn um, as we go, how much Fran Brown, um, how well he, re- I, I, how do I put it? He's going to surround himself with really good assistant coaches, but he's never been a head coach. Yep. So at least at the college level. So he's going to learn as he goes as well. And I hope the SU fans, like most fans who are not patient, most fans aren't patient, give him some time to learn and grow as well. Um, I think he's going to be a really good coach and a good fit. Now, as far as recruiting goes, he's a great recruiter, but it's certainly easier to recruit at Georgia than it is at Syracuse. Let's see what he can do here. I think I think we're going to start seeing more players, more of the really good regional players, like the quarterback that's transferring in from New Jersey, uh, where we used to have a real good recruiting hotbed, right? Yeah. And I think he's going to supplement that um, with players from everywhere, obviously. I just It, it is exciting that... I love Dino Babers. He was a great guy, really wonderful man. And I hope whatever happens with him, he lands on his feet. It just, unfortunately, he was not able to get enough traction to kind of get over that 500 buck. Yeah, well, we know Fran Brown was born in Camden, New Jersey. A lot of the players, you know, 2024 commits are, are coming in from that area. He knows the Northeast well. And, yeah, it is easier to recruit when you're at Georgia, but he brought four and fives into Temple oh, yeah. and Rutgers before – you know, Georgia. So it's just, it's, it's an exciting time. I love the energy and I love the youth movement up on the Hill and certainly love talking with my man, Don Famolo, doing great things with Lemoyne College basketball, hitting the D1 circuit for the first year uh, here in 23-24. And we look forward to seeing what the Dolphins um, have uh, coming up, you know, in the future weeks and months. And Don, I know you and I will be seeing a lot of each other and I'll have you back uh, frequently to get some updates from you, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. There'll be a lot of changes going on up at Lemoyne over the next handful of years as they invest in this move to Division One, not just in athletics, but in the school in general. So folks, stay tuned. Have an insurance question, but can't get anyone on the phone? Call CH Insurance. We're a local agency right here in your community working to deliver the best property and casualty coverage with five-star service. We're here 24-7 to answer coverage questions and help with your claims. The CH team has been excellent to work with and went above and beyond to help my recent college grad get the insurance she needed for her new car and apartment within her budget. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.